Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 92nd episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today we have a hand from an incredibly deep-stacked $10, $20, no-limit-hold'em cash game. This hand was played by one of my friends, and I thought it was too fun not to share. So, no-limit cash games are somewhat different from tournaments, or maybe not necessarily cash games compared to tournaments, but deep-stacked, and I'm talking super deep-stacked, is very different compared to... 100 big blind poker, or even 200 big blind poker. So right here, folds to the guy in the small blind who raises to five big blinds. And I didn't play this hand. My friend played this hand. He has nine seven of hearts in the big blind. And in this scenario, I'm calling pretty much every time. I actually think having a raising strategy from out of position is quite poor. Whenever you're very deep stacked, I'm probably just limping everything and going from there. Because you really do not want to play deep stacked out of position. It's a disaster waiting to happen. Flop comes 8-5-2, great for the 9-7 of hearts, because 9-7 of hearts has a backdoor flush draw, which people often pay off poorly. It also has a gut shot straight draw, which people also pay off poorly. And then it has the overcard, which, eh, it'll provide showdown value if we get there. Also, 7's probably okay, but we'll see what happens as the hand moves forward. So, we're definitely going to call. We could also raise... Actually, you know what? He does raise. Okay. I was thinking I would probably call in this spot and then raise turn a lot of the time. But my friend likes to go ahead and raise the flop immediately to 420. So it went 140 to 420. And I think this is fine. I have no problem with this at all. Mainly because, again, you want to apply pressure and put your opponent in miserable spots. And all of a sudden, everything the opponent has is a bluff catcher besides a set. If you can make everything your opponent has a bluff catcher besides a set, that's a great spot to be in. Opponent does call, though. Turns a 10, giving my friend a open-ended straight draw, so I imagine he's going to continue betting. He bets 680 into the 1,000 pot on the turn. I think I would probably prefer a touch larger. Not much larger, but probably just a little bit. Or, if you get the vibe your opponent has exactly an overpair, and you bet, if you think he's not going to fold the overpair, you're probably just better off checking and trying to realize your equity. So you can go two ways in this hand. You can either bet to try to get him to fold an overpair on the river, usually with a very large bet, or you can just check and try to get to the free showdown now that we do have a reasonable amount of equity. Somehow, though, we get check-raised. That's not what we want to happen. I actually had a student recently the other day that was... He really hated calling in spots like this with draws, but we have to realize we bet 680. It's 1,000 more to try to win roughly 2,500, so the pot will be 3,500 once we call. So we're getting almost the right price to draw immediately to our draw. Plus, we have to assume we have some implied odds because at this point, you got to assume your opponent has a pretty great hand, probably a set. So this is a spot where I think we have a very easy call just to try to get there. It sure doesn't feel good putting in 55 big blinds with um, a straight draw going to the river, but sometimes that's what you find yourself doing whenever you're playing super deep stacked. River gives my friend the second nuts. Queen nines the nuts. Effective nuts, though. You know, hand's great. An opponent checks the river. I would probably bet very large if I was my friend in this spot. I, w I may even go something like... I'm trying to think if I want to go all in. Going all in would be very huge. But if you think your opponent has a set, is he ever going to fold a set on the river? Probably not. He really only loses to 9-7. 6-7 missed, which is great. 4-3 if... We somehow had that also missed. So I think all-in might actually be a pretty sweet play if we wanted to do it as a bluff. Um, alternatively, we could just bet somewhat standard, like 
4,000, you know, large, large-ish bet. Because it's always a disaster when your opponent does fold a set. My friend bet a little bit smaller, though. 2,440. This sizing sort of implies to me that we thought that the opponent had a marginal one-pair hand and would not pay off a very big bet. I'm maybe I'm a little bit too greedy in this spot going for just a gigantic amount of value. And maybe I need to be a little bit more cautious and bet smaller to try to get about get called more often. The way this works is if your opponent calls an all in bet, which is six times or yeah, five times, five times as much as this bet. If they call that 20% as often as they call the small bet, then the large bet, was better if they, if they're calling it like twenty five percent as often, for example, because you're making more money on average. This is a, an idea that's not so relevant in tournaments because quite often in tournaments, just getting that extra twenty four hundred is worth a lot. Uh, but in cash games, you're just purely trying to maximize equity in every single spot. You're never trying to you know, move up in chips or build your stack slowly or anything like that. So, I would strongly consider going all in here. As crazy as that may sound, especially if I thought my opponent had a good hand. But if I thought my opponent was weak, I would definitely bet small. And somehow, on the river, this guy check raises all in. Is there any way in the world he has queen nine? He raised preflop, so that could be queen nine. He continuation bet the flop and called a raise. It's probably not queen nine. He check raised the turn. It's probably not queen nine. And then he elected to check the river, assuming he had the nuts, with queen nine. All of this does not sound like queen nine at all to me. This guy has to be absolutely crazy and very confident we're going to bet the river even after we took a very strong line. So I think this is a pretty easy call with the 9-7 of hearts. I mean, you have to be incredibly careful when you're calling off an extra $10,000. I mean, you have to realize we're playing 10-20 no limit, right? This is 500 big blind river check shove. But I think here you just pretty much have to call, and I think you're happy about it. I think you're going to be shown an over, overplayed set a lot of the time. But somehow the opponent had queen nine. <laughs> and my friend lost a bunch of money. This is sort of the peril of playing incredibly deep stacked. If, whenever you're playing incredibly deep stacked, if you do not have the legitimate nuts, it always feels so bad to lose a humongous pot like this. But that is what happens sometimes, and you have to be prepared for that. A lot of cash game players, they buy in super deep, and they kind of think that they are never going to get stacked. They think they're just always going to be the guy who stacks the other players. But sometimes you do, and you must be prepared for that. I've seen many uh, players at 10-20 No Limit, I used to play this game quite a bit, actually, who would buy in for just everything they had in their box. At a casino, you get to have a box that you can put money in. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> so they would basically sit down at 10-20 with something like $50,000 in which is all of their money, and they just play. And if you ever get stacked for a huge amount, that's a disaster. So be careful with that. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you have not already, please check out my free webinars I'm putting on for you at holdenbook.com slash live. We've been doing webinars for the last four months now, and they've been hugely successful. So if you've been watching them, thank you for making them a success. And if you haven't watched them, check it out. It's completely free. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for being here.